I want to talk about generosity, sort of, over this month. We're starting a new series. Um, I'm going to call it Mo Money, Mo Problems for now, and we'll probably change it. I, I just got some different concepts I want to talk through, and that works for today. So um, I want to talk about um, uh, what God says about money and about generosity and about um, contentment and fulfillment. Here's what this is not going to be like a lead into asking for money. I'm not going to start making phone calls to you guys, shaking you down, stuff like that. I hear about pastors and priests and things that do stuff like that. And um, I remember my grandma and grandpa, had, they wanted to join a church and the elders came uh, to their house to, to talk with them about um, being a new member, welcome to our church, and uh, with paperwork guiding them through how they could um, sign over their assets and you know, like to the church upon their death. Um, just stuff like that, you know, we, I'm not going to conclude this series by taking up a collection for a G6 airplane. Um, I, 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 I know that, man, in this, in this region especially, there's, I just hear so many of my friends um, complaining about churches asking for money. And, and so here's what I want to do. I want to arm you with um, kind of a biblical idea of what God really says about all that so that then you can decide, first of all, okay, that's what the Bible says. Do I agree with it or not? But then also taking what somebody else may say about money and church, and then you can say, well, here's what God really says about it, so you'll be armed <clears throat> with that information. So that's what, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that's what we're going to do with this series. Uh, so yeah, let's, let me start by <clears throat> talking a little bit about what what is rich? Like, let's start the money series by talking about what is, what does it mean to be rich? What's that look like? Incidentally, is everybody excited <clears throat> to watch everyone's favorite 41-year-old, aside from me, the other favorite 41-year-old, Tom Brady, win the Super Bowl and take the Steelers' position like at, you know, six rings, six rings. It minimizes that a little bit. Remembering that the Browns have eight championships. Um, anyway, I, you know, 41 years old. Me and Tom have a lot in common. All right. What does it mean to be rich? What, what's the definition for rich? How rich do you have to be to be rich? Remember, um, and you might, might, might be younger than this, but like when I was an adult, um, I was into my adulthood, when, um, when uh, John McCain and Barack Obama uh, did their debates, and some people believed that the whole thing started to turn in, in Obama's favor, when the question was asked, how rich is rich. What's that income level that defines rich? And some of you might remember John McCain's initial answer. Um, Five million dollars of income a year is where you start to be rich. And every Republican across the nation 
did that. Um, you know, 4.9 million a year, you're not quite, maybe if, you know, if you can just get to that 5 million a year mark, you'll, so anyway, uh, what it kind of illustrates uh, is, that, is that rich is different for different people, but it's also a moving target, I think, if we're honest. Because, like, let's just throw a number out there. Let's say six figures, $100,000 a year. Many <coughs> would say that the $100,000 a year mark is rich. Like, many people would think that is almost an unspendable amount of money. Uh, but, but I know a lot of people who make $100,000 a year in their household or more, and, and they would never call themselves rich. Like, no way is that rich. And, and now that, that same group would probably, like, if you could transport them back to graduating from high school and ask them about $100,000, they would think that that was unspendable. So, so rich is, is a different, uh, different for different people, different for different life stages, and it's a moving target. We'll talk more about that later. Just, just kind of get that marinating. Okay, um, now, I want to talk about how to be good at being rich. Like, let's just say you get there someday. Or let's say that you're like right now, yeah, I am filthy rich. I am so rich that I may just go home and start the fireplace with a Franklin. I, I, am, I am crazy rich. You would want to know, what does the Bible say about being rich? How do you get good at being rich? So that you'll know that, man, someday when you get there, this is what you're supposed to do when you're rich. So here we go. This is, this is what the Apostle Paul says to uh, Timothy, who's this church leader that he's kind of mentoring. He says this in 1 Timothy chapter 6. Instruct those who are rich in the present age not to be conceited and not to put their hope in the uncertainty of wealth but in God, who richly provides all things for us to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, and to be generous and ready to share, treasuring up for themselves a firm foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. So he says, if you want to be good, to help people get good at being rich by telling them not to be arrogant, not to be conceited, but to acknowledge that it's a gift from God. If you want to get good at being rich, that's the first thing that Paul says we need to handle. And that's an understanding that everything comes from God and we shouldn't get too arrogant, too conceited, um, in thinking that somehow it was because of us. And this is hard to do because you can begin to think, um, man, I worked hard. I got good at what I do. I made choices. I made sacrifices. I invested well. I lived within my means. This is my hard-earned money. <clears throat> and that's true to a point. I mean, you did what other people with your skill sets or giftedness don't do, and you gained, and that's good. But any skill that you have, whether it be the ability to see, how many of you need the ability to see to do your job well, or the ability to process information, the ability to maybe work with your hands, 
whatever it is that you've used to gain something, ultimately that's a gift from God. And so the first element of, of being good at being rich is, is just understanding it comes from God. Because see, when we fail to give God thanks or to turn back uh, to gratefulness, something that we have from God, then we start to get greedy, we start to get conceited, pride creeps in. So it's always best with whatever we have to say, thank you, I am grateful it's a gift from God. So just, just gratefulness. There it is, gratefulness. First thing about being rich, if you want to be good at it, is, is be grateful. And then the second thing he says that, that we need to be careful of what our definition of success is. Because God is more concerned about our attitudes, about our hearts, about our willingness to share, about our gratefulness, about what's going on inside. That's his real definition of Success, not what neighborhood you live in, not how much money's on the W 2, not, you know, level of status in a company, and yet we can get pretty obsessed on those things. And parents, and I'm speaking first and foremost to myself, parents, God's definition of success is different. And so while we tend to stress over well, okay, your kids and my kids' GPA, their um, competitive advantage toward getting a job that pays well may not be as, well, it is not as important to God as the condition of your kid's heart, as their connection with Him. So God is more concerned doesn't mean that GPA is important. doesn't mean they shouldn't do well and we shouldn't make them do well with what God has given them. That's just good stewardship. But remember that God is more concerned about their heart than he is their competitive advantage, their GPA, and even their batting average. That's one for me. So if you want to be good at being rich, you need to be careful about being grateful and be careful about um, uh, your definition of success and make sure you keep that in perspective of where it all comes from and of what's really important to God. Let's get back to defining what is rich. So we know how to be good at being rich, but that's only relevant to the rich. So let's talk a little bit about what it means to be rich. Let's, let's come up with, with a working definition for rich. There was a, uh, a recent um, Gallup poll. And I love, I love uh, Gallup polls and things like that. I think there's so much you can learn from how people uh, define things. And, and this one was, was creating sort of a What's the American definition of rich? So, when asked the question, how much is rich? Uh, people who identified uh, themselves, their, their family, their household income as uh, $30,000. So $30,000 household income. 
They asked them, what is your definition of rich? How much money would you have to make every year to be rich? The average range of income, the average income point, I should say, was $74,000 a year. If you made $74,000 a year, you would be rich, according to people who made $30,000 a year. Now, you may chuckle a little bit at that answer, and if you're chuckling, it's probably because you're at the $74,000 mark or more, and you know, for you, that's not rich. So, in the same uh, poll, those who made $50,000 a year, so $50,000 a year, they asked them, how much is rich? And they said six figures, $100,000. At the $100,000 mark, double what they make, you are officially rich. Now, they asked the two, the, 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 the more elite, the 200, the, the upper tier, $200,000 or more, <clears throat> not or more, I'm sorry, $200,000 at the $200,000 mark, what is rich? And their definition of rich was right in the line with John McCain, $5 million in assets. <laughs> you can live with, with that, Herb? You could, you could handle just, just so. But what's fascinating there is, is that notice how it not only was more than what they had, but the, the distance got more. Like it went from uh, uh, 30 to 74, 50 to 100. So 30 to 74 is what? That's, that's uh, $44,000 more. And then it was $50,000 more. And then it was... 4.8 million more. But it's, it's like that rich line moves. So we see that. But here's the thing. If we're going to create a working definition of rich, what I would want each of you to realize today is that you are rich, really. Because you and I have Rich people opportunities. We can take our kids to the library and expose them to books. They can get a free education. They can learn to read. You almost certainly have access to clean water for a drink. You almost certainly have access to a warm shower. You probably have access to transportation. If your children die of starvation, you are going to prison because you've done something terrible if your children die of starvation because there's so much available. Relatively speaking, that's rich. Do you know that if you make $33,000 of household income a year, you are in the upper 1% of the planet. You're in the 99th percentile. If you make $80,000 a year in household income, you are in the upper one-tenth of 1%. That's rich. If you are at the poverty, at the U.S. poverty line, the U.S. poverty line, 22,000 or more, 
You're in the upper 3%. You are in the 97th percentile of the world and of history. So for the most part, we are all rich. may not feel like that because we compare ourselves. And here's why I say that. Because I want us all to be grateful. We get to looking around and we get to interested more in what we don't have than what we have. And the truth is, relatively speaking, we are blessed. We are rich. And we need to be very grateful to God for that. Here's what, um, this is what Solomon says in, uh, in Ecclesiastes 5.19. He says, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, they should accept their lot and be happy with their work. This is a gift from God. In other words, Solomon's advice is when you find yourself in a position of advantage because of what you have or privilege because of what you have, enjoy it. It's from God. Be grateful. Now, I know that there are some of you who are going through some difficult times financially. Maybe you've hit some medical bills and you have no idea how you're going to handle them. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you're, you know, struggle, maybe single moms, single dads, whatever, trying to make ends meet. I have so much respect for you guys. And, and I, I know that, that, that you may be in the season of struggle, but for most of us, most of us here today who would push back and say, I'm not rich, no way. We're going to drive home in one of our, one of our cars, one of, one of our vehicles. We're going to pass a few restaurants to the one we like and, and maybe get some takeout Chinese food, post a picture of it on Instagram from our smartphone. We're going to have to move things around in the fridge for the leftovers. Or if you're like me, I don't like the way the noodles turn overnight, so I'm just going to throw it out. And in fact, you know what? It's the Super Bowl. I am going to eat a debaucherous amount of food this afternoon. Like seriously, it's, it's, it's funny and it's sad. I will eat more calories tonight than many third world families will in like two weeks. Like I am going to pig out. I have a garage that's nicer than, I, I was in Ecuador in 2010, and uh, I was in this little shack where a family of seven lived, and I realized my garage is nicer and safer than what this family lives in. Um, man, we're, we're, we're doing pretty well. Now, let me jab a little bit, because some, some of you may not be at a place where you feel very well off, and, and maybe you're in debt, because the truth is, you had resources, you just chose to spend more than what you should have. And I'm not saying that to make you feel guilty, but I want you to understand that it's a blessing to be at a place where you chose your mess. Like, it's not because the resources weren't there, or you had some profound lack of, 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 of resources, it's because you chose. But that's how blessed we are that most of us that aren't in a good place or a healthy place financially, it's because we chose. Again, this is not to make you feel guilty. I want you to feel, I want you to feel grateful. 
I want you to realize that maybe you don't have as much as the next guy, but relatively speaking, you're almost certainly a three percenter. Like you're top 97%. You are blessed. All right, let me, let me close with, with three, quick, uh, three quick sort of so what's from this. We're just kicking off the series today. First one comes from Mark chapter 10. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. That's because back then they believed that wealth was a sure sign that you were doing everything right and that God was, was, was blessing you and not them. The upper tier were considered the spiritual elite and their wealth was considered a sign of their spiritual eliteness. Jesus is saying, that's actually pretty hard to stay in step with God if you're wealthy. That was a shocking, scandalous thing Jesus said. He said, children, how difficult it will be to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for the rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus isn't talking about heaven. He's talking about the God life. Life according to God's principles. He's saying that it's you are at a spiritual disadvantage if you are rich. Why? Because we don't need God. We have our 401ks. We have our credit cards. We have our bank accounts. We don't need God for our next meal. We are at a spiritual disadvantage. So just, you know, don't get scared, but just, you know, kind of wake up, perk up, ears up, be aware. We're three percenters, we're two percenters, we're one percenters, we're wealthy compared to most. So we're at a spiritual disadvantage. We better focus because we got a lot more in our way to live life God's way than most people. Second thing, second implication of being rich. Being rich comes with way more distractions for living life well. Wealth distracts you from true priorities. Doing what it takes to make money and keep up with your possessions, that's hard work. It takes a lot of time. Everything from your career to yard work to housework, it all takes away from spending time with people and helping people. We're money and thing rich, but we're time poor because we have stuff. Ecclesiastes 5.11, the more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what good is wealth except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers? There's a real pick-me-up. You know what Solomon's saying there? Mo money Mo problems. And when the Bible and Biggie Smalls and Puff Daddy all agree on something, it must be true. Because that's, like that, that's like the other trinity. <laughs> so, one last thing. Jesus says it plainly. To whom much is given, what? Much is required. To whom much is given, much is required. <clears throat> we are blessed. We are rich. 
And that's not a bad thing. Like Solomon says, that's not a bad thing. I, I would, I'll take it. Like if we're lining up and God's like, hey, who wants to be a 3% or 2% or 1%? I'm in. I just want to be good at it. I want to get it right. And that's what this series is about. This series is about getting it right because much is given, much is required. And we've been given much and we want to honor God with that. So over this series, I want to learn together about what God says about using our resources well, especially about having the right mindset to please God with everything that he's given us, whether it be money or time or talents, so that on our last day we hear, well done, you've been faithful with your entrustment. But all I really want for you to leave here today, I want you to leave here today feeling grateful, feeling blessed feeling loved by God, because we are. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us enough to, um, to entrust us with your resources. We are grateful. We are thankful. It's all from you, and we want to use it to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.